out because we know we could never pay you back. But we thank you, Jesus, for the faith that you've given us. We just thank you, Lord. Just pray for the message tonight, Lord God. I just pray that you give the people ears to hear. Thank you, Jesus. In your mighty name, amen. So we're wrapping up the Beatitudes. Have you guys enjoyed it? It's been kind of ongoing, but we're finally making it to the end. I've kind of enjoyed it myself because I've never really studied, studied it. So uh, actually speaking on it a little bit, I've learned all kinds of different things. And, and you know, uh, have you heard the term paradox? A lot of times when Jesus says stuff, when, when you read it at first, it doesn't make any sense at all because his ways are completely upside down from the world, right? But once you start studying it, you can figure out the context and how he's using it and what we learn from it. So the Beatitudes are the attitudes. It's the character of Christians, right? So I'm, I'm going to read through this again, and then we'll break it down. So starting in uh, chapter 5, verse 3, it said, God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him. For the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice or righteousness, for they will be satisfied. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. And God blesses those, or God blesses you when people mock you and they persecute you and they lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. So be happy about it. Be very glad, for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. So I was thinking about that. Who wants to be persecuted? Nobody really likes persecution, right? And I was thinking, like this, this, this could have a negative message, but it's not. He just said, have joy if you're persecuted. Now, persecution in our country looks a little different than it does around the world, right? You guys have heard the stories. And... Uh, it's going on every day. They said there's been more people um, killed for faith in, in the 20, 20th century than there has the whole time put together. So it's speeding up, right? But I was doing a little digging on that too, and they said it's interesting because more and more people, you would think with more and more people being killed, that more and more people would stay silent about their faith because they don't want to be killed, Right? But it works just the opposite. They're telling everybody, right? And that's the good news. He said there's a great reward. Be happy. Rejoice, right? So I titled it Persecution, Joy, What? You're like, how can I have joy if I'm being persecuted? Have you ever been persecuted? By family members or maybe some friends? Things like that for your faith? I know it's very minor compared to being locked up in prison for your faith. But who knows, those days may be coming. We don't know for sure. It could be. The whole world sees things differently. We, we're actually enemies. 
You know, we're trying to do the right thing. We're trying to live by what these Beatitudes tell us, but the world, the hatred for us because of that. And, and I like what some of the scriptures, we'll, we'll get to it here in just a second, uh, of what it says about that. So this is the final Beatitude. Uh, in verse 10, it says, God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right. So what's wrong with doing right? Why would it matter to somebody else if I'm trying to live right? Why would he be mad at me? Because they hated Jesus, that's why. They hated him first, they're going to hate you. We, don't, we, don't, we can't escape it. If you're truly trying to live a genuine life, at some point you are going to be persecuted. That's just how it is. And the good thing is, we don't, have to, we don't have to carry any shame for it. It's actually a badge of honor. Hey, they noticed I'm a Christian. Amen. Do your friends know you're a Christian? Or are you the quiet kind when you get around your other friends, your secret friends? Or are you trying to toe the line the whole time? Do they know what you stand for? Because if they do, and they're not saved, chances are they're ribbing you a little bit about what you believe, right? Hey, let's go to the bars, or hey, let's go here. And you're like, I, I, I can't. I want to, but I can't. I just, I don't want to go to those places anymore. I don't want to sin like that anymore. Well, you're no fun. Well, yeah, I am. It's just a different kind of fun. That's all. And they don't see it that way. I see it like I'm deserting them, but I'm not. I'm just trying to live a cleaner life. That's all it is. We like to have fun, amen? Christians have a great time. We have, we have a lot of fun. It's just different. We don't need alcohol or drugs to have fun anymore. And I'm not saying it wasn't fun because I was. Yeah, if I'm honest, it was a great time. And God winked at how stupid I was, but that's not. I know better now. So I think I would be in trouble if I went back to the old way, right? So if you go back to the old way, remember, you get what you get, okay? When you take a break from God and you voluntarily walk off the range, you're, leading, you're leaving the herd because when we're in the herd, we're protected, right? When you walk away out there, you get what you get. And who knows how long it'll take? It could be years, but make no mistake, it's going to come around. There are consequences for our actions. That's how it is. Jesus lays out the roadmap, and all we have to do is follow it. It's not easy. We know that. We struggle with it. We all struggle with it. We fall down. We get back up. Right? So persecuted, I looked up the word, and it says it's hostility or ill treatment. You're persecuted by your friends when they start ribbing you and stuff, or people that just... You know, like if you have a like witness wear on and somebody gives you a hard time, like, well, how's that Jesus thing working out? The world's all upside down. Well, we don't see it the same way you do it. It's all falling into place according to what's written, right? Remember, it's upside down compared to the world. But the world is just people. We, we live in a very selfish world right now, and it's getting worse, and it's getting worse. People think they've got this under control. They do whatever they want when they want. But there's going to be a consequence. But as Christians, we keep moving forward. We keep doing our thing. We keep sharing our stories with people. Hey, it's on them. Once you tell them, it's on them. It's not on you. You can't save that person. I wish it were that easy. Everybody would be saved, right? And sometimes they just don't under, understand the excitement that we have. Stories about your kids, stuff like that. That's amazing how God pulls things together. Or, or you hear these prayer requests that get answered and there's miracles. Kids are saved, hearts, 
uh, uh, families are restored, all the stuff that we see God do, and we're going, yeah. They don't see it that way. Oh, that's great. I was like, don't you understand? God orchestrated all of this. We had to go through hell to get here, but guess what? He delivered us from it. And we're excited about it. And they're just like, well, good, good for you. They just don't get it. But the thing is, we can't hold that against them because they just don't know. Because we, we were that person at one time too. Even being a good person, thinking you were secure in heaven, or even being a half-hearted Christian, you know, we can't knock them. We can't, just because they're evil towards us, we can't be evil to them because that's what Jesus is saying. Don't be evil back. Don't, don't repay evil with evil. We repay evil with good. Amen? We show them the way. And it's not easy. It's not easy at all. So let's see. Let's go to uh, 1 Peter uh, 3, 13 through 17. Okay, the header says, uh, suffering for doing good. It says, now, who would want to harm you if you're eager to do good? But even if you suffer for doing what is doing right, God will reward you for it. So we just stay the course, guys. No matter what the world throws at us, we just stay the course. We're marching towards home. Amen? We're going to get there if we hang on and don't bail on them. Just hang in there. So don't worry or be afraid of their threats. Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. So how many of you watched the brown bag Friday? It was all about Lord of your life. Is he your Savior and your Lord? Is he king of your heart or is he just your Savior? You got about $5 worth of God in your pocket to get you out of hell? Or is he the king of your heart? You do everything you can through that. You try, that's, that's the perfection we're looking for, Right? He's Lord of all, not just some things. He's Lord of all in our life. We don't get it right all the time, but we're trying, right? Is everybody trying? Yes, all right. <laughs> Make him Lord. If, you, if you've been a half-hearted Christian, study up a little bit and sell out because he's worth it. Like Diane said, we trust you, God. We trust you with everything, everything. Sometimes we have no idea how things are going to play out, but you know what? When we trust God, they're always better than they were. We just can't see it until it arrives. And you're like, okay. Looking back, I can see how you orchestrated this whole thing. But as we're going through it, sometimes we just don't know. We just don't know, but we have to trust him. Trust him that he's in control and follow him. Sell out. He's not on trial on, in my life anymore. I played both sides of the fence for a long time, years, thinking that, oh, okay, this is cool, this is cool, until I started learning more. Like Martin was saying, once you start digging and you start learning, he kind of requires a little more out of you. Step your game up a little bit. Step your game up. And when you do, you're blessed. You're blessed if you're doing all these things it says in the Beatitudes. If you're being a meek person, the world sees meekness as weakness, right? Now oh, you're a chump for being humble and all this stuff you know the world world looks at it it's every man for himself get all you can live it up it's all for you enjoy it that's what this earth is for no it's not no it's not you're deceived we look at things differently we live differently we should be a standout right i heard this old saying that uh 
we should be a diamond in a coal mine. I thought that was pretty cool. Think about that. You just plainly see a diamond in a coal mine. We are the light of the world, guys. If you said yes to Jesus, you are a child of God. Amen? And there's some really good blessings that come along with being a child of God. We are persecuted for righteousness' sake. That's the way we are, the way we live. But we are different. We are to live differently than everybody else. So make Christ your Lord, not just your Savior. Sell out to it. It's worth it. And if someone asks you about the hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. Always be ready. Because you just never know when God sends somebody your way. You know, and you don't have to explain everything in the Bible to them. You, all you have to do is explain what he's done for you and the hope that you have. It's like you could see people's faces that, that just they're carrying weight all the time and they're hurting and, and all of that. And they have no peace. They have no joy. They have no hope. But if they, God ever sends them your way, share, the, share with them what the reason why you have the hope and the peace that you have. We're living in the same world. I'm not worried about gas prices or any of that crap that everybody talks about every day. I'm not worried about it. It has no bearing, right? We live here, we have to deal with it. We live in this world, we're not of the world, right? We're just passing through, right? We get some really good blessings along the way, amen? So we live differently. But do this in a gentle way, in a respectful way. Don't be a jerk for Jesus if you're sharing your faith. And it doesn't work. You know, try to beat him over the head with the Bible. It doesn't work. We tried. We didn't have much success. Back in the early days, you know, it's not. Just share. That's all you have to do is just share what God's done in your life. It's, it's kind of simple. And if they want to know more, then you can go deeper. But when you first meet somebody, you don't have to just lay the whole Roman road out. They don't even know what you're talking about anyway. You know what I mean? A lot of times, now every once in a while you'll catch a fish right off the bat. But a lot of times you have to fish. You have to develop relationships with people to get a little deeper to help share a little more because they're just not ready for it. Right? Every once in a while you can drop a bomb on somebody and they'll, they'll accept Christ right there. But most of the time you have to develop a relationship with people. And then you can just add a little more and you can add a little more and you can add a little more. I know that's what happened for me. Because I met, I met with a pastor for probably, I don't know, six weeks before I finally surrendered. We were golfing, and, and it just seemed too good to be true. I was like, Gary, I have to be honest with you, man. This, and I've said this before. I used to tease him because on his card it said he had a BS degree. <laughs> so I always carried his card in my pocket. Said, it says here you have a BS degree, dude, and you're really laying it on. So I'm just joking with him, you know. But finally... Finally, after seeing the way he lives, seeing the way he acts, and seeing how he handles people, he was different. We're called to be different. If you're a child of God, you're different, so live that way, okay? Just be different. <laughs> if we live by the first seven Beatitudes, if we do all these things that it's said to do, guess what? The eighth one's a guarantee. Let's go back to Matthew 5 real quick. If you can show that up there. 
the kingdom is ours. Kingdom of heaven is ours, guys. If we're living this way and we're trying to separate ourselves from this world, the kingdom of heaven, what a promise, right? This is one of the only times that he's talking about the kingdom of heaven before he's talking about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. So we are children of God. If we live by our faith, we live by our faith, but the world lives by sight. That's why the world's all upside down. They see all this stuff. They're worried about the economy. They're worried about this. They're worried about that. We live by faith, not by sight, right? That's why everybody's so paranoid. They're, they're, they're living by worldly standards. But we understand how the world operates, but they do not understand us at all. We're completely opposite. God's economy is upside down compared to the world. It takes a long time sometimes to make that transition too because you can't figure out why, how come I'm stuck here? I want to do this, but I want to do that. You know, Paul talks about that too. Why do I do what I don't want to do, but I do it anyway? Well, that's all part of working it out. You're going to work it out if you keep going. You keep going, right? We all get a little tired, so we take a little break, but get up and get moving again, okay? Just keep moving forward. Like Martin said, volunteer. I guarantee if you've never volunteered, it does something to you. The first time that you're part of something, it does something to your spirit. Plus, you'll find out we're all just as crazy as ever and we have a good time. Right? We enjoy each other's company. We have fun with whatever we're doing. This car show, like Martin was talking about, is a big deal, guys. There's going to be a lot of people here. We have tons of fun. And it's a great way to witness, for one. And two, we can just enjoy one another, just have a great time, and show our community we have fun. Big fun. There's going to be a lot of people here. We're going to have live music. We're just going to have a great time. But we can show Christ to people. Amen? A lot of times you, you, can, you can win souls just by showing them love, showing them the love of Jesus. Just be an example. And be genuine with people. Have respect for them. Hey, if they're not, if they're not buying what you're selling, then let them go. It's okay. You can pray with them, whatever. Just Like it says, do it with respect. <laughs> okay, where am I? Whoops, I gotta go back to uh, finish 17 here. Oh, well. So do this in a gentle, respectful way and keep your conscience clear. Then, if they speak against you, they'll be ashamed when they see what good life that you live because you belong to Christ. Remember, it is better to suffer for doing good. If that's what God wants, then to suffer for doing wrong, right? So I can tell you, the consequences are less when you're doing good. If you're not saying you're going to slip, because you're going to slip and fall every once in a while. But the main thing is you keep going, keep trucking, fall down, get back up, right? The recovery groups, you need to come if you've never come and just share it and find out. Because we're all messed up in some way. We're all recovering from something. It's not, the group's not all about drugs and alcohol, although that is there, but it's not all that. There's people that have all kinds of issues that it's helping, right? <laughs> Amen? Right. Plus, it's, it's a little more intimate, too, so you can, you can, you can share things that'll stay here. They're not, it's, it's just a cool experience. Wednesday night last week was a very good experience. So we had, we had a, a friend of ours from downtown come in and share his testimony. And he's a crazy man. He was with us on, down the city. We, we did a lot of stuff. Had a lot of fun with him. But to uh, see the growth in him over the time, too, as, as well as I, this place blew his mind because 
we were from the streets downtown. We had nothing, so he hadn't seen it in a while. So it was good to catch up with him. But he's still doing things on the street, too. He's still marching forward because he knows, just like we know, you can't just check out. I guarantee when you sit down and you check out, you're a sitting duck. And who knows what will happen? You'll just, you'll make that compromise and you'll just start slow fade. You know, it's easy to see if it's night and day, but if it, the slow fades are the ones you got to watch out for. You can get too busy. Oh, I'm doing, I'm doing a ton of stuff for the church. Yeah, but are you reading? Or are you listening to worship music? Are you coming to groups? Are you, coming, are, you, are you in tune to what's going on? No, not really. I'm doing all kinds of stuff for the church. Well, that's great, but that's not a substitute for spending time with God. How's your prayer life? We could probably all improve on that, amen? Or is that a question? Why, during when you're praying and you're laying your soul out there, why does your mind drift? I thought that was so great the first time I heard that because I thought it was just me. Because <laughs> I was like, Lord, I... then I heard other people going, do you have that same problem? And there were some other pastors and stuff too. So I was like, okay, that's a common thing. The devil doesn't want us getting close to God. He's trying to keep us separated, right? So he can get in there and do all kinds of things, what he does. Go back to uh, back to five, verse eleven. Okay, say so God blesses you when people mock you or revile you. You ever heard that term, revile? It means to criticize in an abusive or an insulting manner. Abusive, insulting manner. That means they're amping their game up, right? So God will bless you when they mock you and they persecute you and they lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. You know, the thing is, too, because back in the early days, they would make up stuff. The Romans were trying to stamp out Christianity, so they would just make stuff up about Christians just to get the lie. Well, the thing is, persecution has to be a lie about you, right? Because if it's true, then it's not persecution, right? So if that person's saying something about you, it better be false. That's persecution. So when somebody does say something against you, watch how you react, okay? Because I know a lot of us have short fuses. I came from a short fuse family. <laughs> it's just... You just react to the situation. That's what the world does. The world reacts. As soon as something happens, boom. They're quick with foul language or blah, 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 whatever. We got to be very careful how we react because people are watching. You call yourself a Christian, you don't look any different than anybody else in this world. You're acting exactly like they are. Now, I'm not saying it's not going to happen because it will, unfortunately. We are going to lose our mind every once in a while. But we got to be example and we got to be different. We're set apart. Be different. Persecution is when evil is for when you're doing good. And the kingdom returns good for evil, like I said before. We're kingdom kids. So if we're kingdom kids and, Je and Jesus is the king of our heart, then we should act like it. Act like kingdom kids. Amen? 
So they persecute you, they lie about you, and they say all sorts of evil things against you. Now I have to admit, when people do say something about our ministry in a persecuting way because they don't know what's going on, sometimes that's kind of hard to take. And there might be a little truth in there from time to time, but however, especially street people when they don't know anything about us, the first thing they want to say is you're all hypocrites, right? I said, that's okay, come on in, there's room for one more. That's what I'm saying, we're not perfect. I don't know whoever stamped Christians is perfect. We're just forgiven, right? It's that simple. We're not perfect. God knows that. We have a higher set of standards to live by, but He knows we're not perfect. That's our goal. That we, we strive for that. But God already knows you can't do it, not without Him, right? Okay, so let's go to John 15, 18 real quick. This one's labeled the world's hatred. If the world hates you, remember it hated me first. The world would love you as one of its own if you belong to it. If you're just a blender and you've never had anybody say anything about your faith, you might want to step your game up a little bit. It's okay to be persecuted because that means you are a Christian. Amen. Somebody notices I'm different, right? We want to be different. We want to be known as Christians. We don't want to be the secret Christian with a bunch of different groups like I'm a Christian guy here on Saturday night. Sunday I got my bowling team that I drink with. And Monday night I got, I got this that I'm doing and I'm this person. And next thing you know, you don't even know what person you are. Be the same. Be the same guy you are right here, right tonight, all everywhere you go. Because it's easy to be good while we're all in here, right? We step outside those doors and the world starts coming at you. How are you going to react? You going to be an example? Try, at least try. You've heard the stories with the stickers on the cars. <laughs> Randy said, uh, the, the very first time that happened, the bumper sticker, Mystic for Jesus on there. Randy says, I got a call about some erratic driving and maybe the use of a hand gesture. <laughs> the funny thing was, Randy mentioned it, and after service, there was about four people come up and go, I'm sorry. <laughs> We're like, what's going on? <laughs> so remember, people are watching you, okay? They're watching your every move, and they're just waiting for you to slip up. But if you slip up, that's okay. Just like we said, repent and move forward. Now, repent means to turn around. Repent is different than, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, God. Repent is, I'm going to do something different. Instead of just saying, you did it, I'm sorry, God, but I'm going to do it again in about another half hour. That's not right. Repent means to completely turn around and do something different, go in a different direction. So if you mess up, fess up, repent, and move on. So the world would love you as its own if you're one of them, if you're just a blender. But you're no longer part of this world. I chose you to come out of the world, so it's going to hate you. Don't you remember what I told you? A slave is not greater than the master. Since they persecuted me, naturally they're going to persecute you. We just heard what they did to Jesus right before communion, that whole thing. They persecuted him. They killed him. They hated him. All because he was speaking truth to everybody. The world did not want to accept it. They wanted to do what they want to do. 
kind of like now. And it's amping up all around the world. These Christians are being killed. Obviously, we haven't experienced that here. Amen. We haven't even had really any major attacks because we are Christians, but we can't let our guard down, and we have to expect that that may be coming at some point. I hope not, and I pray it doesn't, but it could. They will do this all because of me. They've rejected the one that sent me. (laughs) I remember one time downtown, we had a group that we pulled up right to the dock. We called it the docks. It was a building that had shipping docks on it, and they lived on the docks. And we'd pull our bus up, which would be their front yard, per se, and we'd fire up our generator, and they, man, they would just be yelling all kinds of insanities at us, you know, because like we were bringing light into a very dark area. There were people who responded and loved it, but there were those mockers that hated it. And sometimes they would just yell, we don't want to hear your preaching. Get out of here. True story. Several times. We even had people walk up, not threaten, but suggest we move on. It's like, we're not moving on. God sent us here. We're going to stay here. And you know what? The majority of those people got saved. Eventually, we showed them love instead of wanting to fight them for what they're saying, persecuting us, to, you know, this, that, and the other. We showed them love. Week after week after week, we wore them down with love. Amen? <laughs> God is good. We just have to hang in there, guys. It gets tough. All right. So let's see, we'll go back to verse 12 here. It says, be happy about it. Be very glad. For a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. You know, God sent many prophets to Israel to deliver the message to the people. Different messages now he's using disciples like us to share the, word, share the word with the world. So we should expect persecution. That's another sign that he's coming when it starts amping up persecution like it is. He's going to return, guys. We have to be ready when he is. Right? Stay on guard. I like this. One of, one of the um, translations I read, it said, it said Rejoice. Rejoice because you're persecuted. Rejoice means to jump for joy. And you're like, if you read some of the stories about what happened to some of the prophets before, you're like, wow. They were cut in half, burnt at the stake. I mean, they had some serious stuff done to them. But you know what? They were blessed. They're welcome to the heaven because they never gave up on their faith. Never gave up. There's a great reward in heaven for the, that awaits you. So I looked up, um, I should have written down the name of it, uh, where it's the hardest in the world to follow Jesus. North Korea is the most persecuted, or they actually persecute people in their country. North Korea is number one. Afghanistan is number two. Then you got Somalia, Libya, Pakistan, Yemen, Iran, Nigeria, and India. And I... I thought about India because we have misfits for Jesus in India. What they're doing to stay below the radar, so to speak. Serious things could happen to them 
for spreading the word, right? But they're excited. It's like I said before, these people that are being martyred for their faith, they're telling everybody. Everybody they can, they're telling. Hey, there's a better way. It's the Hindus that don't, don't like them. So remember, there's a great reward in heaven for awaits you if you stay on the right path and you keep going. And remember, it's a blessing to be persecuted. Amen? You know, we should pray for those countries too because there are people on the ground out there every day that are risking their lives to share the gospel with, with the world. I personally haven't got that call, and I hope I don't. <laughs> I like it here in America. But we should be praying for these people. You know what? I might read that. Uh, let me go to Hebrews 11. You don't have this, Christina, but I want to read it real quick. So the prophets that were sent, uh, what is it, 30? Oh, okay, here we go. Uh, it says, uh, some of these people were tortured, refusing to turn from God in order to be set free. They placed their hope in a better life after the resurrection. They were jeered at. Their backs were cut open with whips. Others were chained in prison. Some died by stoning, and some were sawn in half. Others were killed by the sword. So went about wearing skins of sheep and goats, destitute, oppressed, and mistreated. You know, God took care of them because they did not run out on their faith when the times get tough. I, I had that question asked to me one time. If somebody were to come at, straight at you, point a gun at you, and ask you if you're a Christian, what would you do? And I would like to think that I would say, yes, I'm a Christian to the end. And I pray that I have enough spiritual equity in my bank when that day comes. I wouldn't say no. I would stand there and say yes for Christ to be an example of the people that are being persecuted because I know what waits ahead. Amen. So that's going to wrap up our Beatitudes. I hope you guys enjoyed that series. Um, like Randy said, we've got some uh, new things coming in the next couple of weeks. So remember, Brandon's going to be here next week, so he's going to bring a message. He's going to do the worship too. So, so yeah, come out and support him, man, because we have a lot of fun with Brandon. He's been around Misfits a long time too, so uh, uh, come and support him. So I just want to pray real quick, and uh, we'll just have some fun. So God, we just thank you again. Thank you for the message, God. We're thankful, thankful for what you did for us on the cross. We know persecution's coming, God. Just give us the strength to, to take it, actually, to know that it's, it's a good thing, not a bad thing. We are persecuted. We are different. We want to be known different. We don't want to be jerks for Jesus. We just want to be humble people that love you, God, and show others the way. So we just thank you, Jesus, for all that you've done. It's in your mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, Gary. Did you want to come up here?